Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. Alyssa and Dakota are here today on this super beautiful Friday in Calgary. It's actually really nice out. Thank goodness. It's been so freaking cold. How are you doing today, Alyssa? I'm great. I mean, can any, I mean, it's February 26th today when we're recording this. And I think I'm with everyone when I'm just like, where did February go? I mean, January seemed to take six months and February has literally gone in six hours. It's really weird. I don't know. The world's a crazy place, man. Yeah. I feel like this happens every year where like suddenly it's April yeah, and we just felt like we finished Christmas. I don't know how that works, but ever since I turned like 20, I just feel like life has started to fly by. <laughs> so the last decade's just been gone. <laughs> Wait till you get old, Dakota. Oh my God. Like the rest of us. <laughs> Stop. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm like the old person, like the get off my lawn person. That's my, that's me. I'm starting to be that way as well. Screaming at clouds. Screaming at clouds. I was I, like, I always kind of sit to think about like the type of, of elderly person that I will be. And I definitely feel like I'm going to be that crotchety lady who can't control her reactiveness. I really do. And I'm just going to like get mad at teenagers and, and like think that they're insolent. And I feel like that's going to be me. I'm just going to embrace it wholeheartedly. I'm going to be the one that's getting everyone in trouble in the old folks home. That's going to be me. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Can we be in an old folks home just together like, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Awesome. It's all going to happen. So I'm really excited today because one of my favorite people ever in life has joined us for the podcast. This woman is amazing. She has literally taught me most of what I know um, as far as writing and public speaking and a lot about external communications. She is my former boss. Her name is Carla Link, and she's the Director of Communications and Community Relations for the YW Calgary, which for those of you who do not know, is Calgary's largest and longest standing organization that has supported women for some time in Calgary. So Carla, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for, for inviting me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm blushing at your introduction. I'm also feeling really old because I'm looking at, <laughs> yeah, I know how old you are, Dakota. <laughs> no, no. Dakota's a puppy. Yeah. Yes, and it. So, and, and, and just to, for reference on yelling at people, I'm looking out my front window at my neighbors who are using a blowtorch to warm up the ice on their sidewalk uh, so they can scrape it off because we complained. So, that's no. how old I am. <laughs> oh my God. Awesome. Welcome to Canada. <laughs> Holy, raise your hand if you're from Alberta. <laughs> a blowtorch. That's hilarious. And I'm not. So, this amazes me. <laughs> That's fantastic. There is a huge patch of ice in my backyard that I literally, like I'm probably going to slip on it. And I just need to walk around to my front porch and get the ice melter. And for somebody who is 
meticulously clean and like obsessive about cleanliness and organization. It astounds me that I haven't found the time to go do that. So I feel like you and I probably couldn't be neighbors, Carla, even though we adore each other. (laughs) (laughs) I just come yell at you instead of calling the city. (laughs) Exactly. You just text me, Dakota, get your crap together. (laughs) Anyways. So my very first job out of school way back when, honestly, it actually doesn't feel like that long ago, was at the YW Calgary as a communications coordinator. And um, Carla was my first like ever boss. And since that time, Carla and I have become really good friends. And I've she's had me back to the YW twice now to do some amazing contract work. We were really lucky to help them with their rebrand. Um, and we were, and we're actually back now helping them with a couple of things. So we're really excited to talk to Carla today about the impact that the pandemic has had on women and their families in the community. It's a really hot topic right now. And so Carla, before we dive in, why don't you tell us just a little bit more about what you do at the YW and how you got to the YW and what landed you in that position? Wow, that's a lot of questions. Uh, so let's start here. So I, as I said, I'm not a Calgarian. I've been here. It feels a lot longer than I ever thought it would, that I would be here. Um, it will be 15 years this summer. And, uh, when I first came, I sort of ended up in the corporate world for a little bit doing customer service and client relations and way back to nonprofit and was very lucky to, to meet a couple of my former colleagues, uh, who have moved on from YW at that time and fell into the role as the marketing at that time manager. And that was just fortuitous. Uh, and that was the September of 2012. So I've been there about eight and a half years now. And the role has definitely evolved. As Dakota said, when she joined, which was in my early days, uh, we were a fairly small team working hard to sort of elevate our, our profile in the community, help people understand what YW does. Because let me tell you, people still think we're YMCA. So <laughs> that you're a gym, the recreation center, right. where's your pool? Why don't you? So it, I that, hate that that's pool. an issue that I don't think is going away. <laughs> uh, well, and when we were in our old downtown building, for those, you know, who remember us down just across from Harry Hayes, we did have a pool at one time that closed in actually 2010, but people were convinced it was still there. And when we moved to Inglewood, but that was one of the questions, did you build a pool? Uh, <laughs> no, is the answer to that one. <laughs> that pool by the way just total sidebar was the creepiest like goosebumps pool after it was abandoned (laughs) and then we'd like we'd be in meeting rooms and we'd have to shut the curtains because it was like oh dear anyway that was a quirky old building Mm -hmm. anyways continue Carla (laughs) there was a lot of fun out of that building and and Dakota was lucky to get to rebrand things with us there and and now that we've moved to Inglewood we have a beautiful building which doesn't have a pool, but does have a small fitness center, sadly open right now. But it uh, through that time frame and through my time frame, we've gotten really clear on what our mission is, that we are here to support women and their families at whatever point they are in their journeys, that when we create new programs, it is a greater impact on more women and families and being able to help them along the spectrum of, of prevention, intervention, being learning, and then having those community opportunities that bring people in and help them understand who we are, like our fitness center and our community spaces. And 
And that kind of encapsulates my role today because I not only look after the marketing, internal and external communications, community relations, but also accountable for those revenue generating community spaces like our fitness center and our community rooms and our community kitchen, which someday we hope to invite everybody back to. It is a beautiful new building, I will say. I mean, and it took up a really weird spot in Inglewood that like what really would go there and like so the architecture and 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 how it was created is really, really cool and such a great spot for it, I think, too. Yeah, and, and thank you. We've had lots of great feedback on that. And, and I, I'll tell you, when we picked that piece of land, a quick decision that was really very conscious, uh, I remember having a welcome party for our task force that was raising the funds in West Canadian Street. They have a lovely patio. We were out on their patio looking down at this odd little triangle of land. And our prime contractors had nicely sort of taped out where the building would be. And I remember looking at it thinking, there is no way you are putting a building of this size on that space. And then over 18 months, ta-da, suddenly was this amazing building that fit beautifully on the space. So clearly architects know more than I do about that. <laughs> yeah, no, the building is really inspirational as well. One of my favorite parts is when you walk in and all around the main staircase, there's these this beautiful artwork that just so wonderfully kind of tells the story of what the YW does. And that's always been a big piece of the why that I really love is just the fact that we're really ingrained in local art and telling the story of so many. Um, So it is a treat to go visit that building. In fact, at one point, I actually asked Carla if there was office space there. Because I was like, I miss my YW. Oh, to rent? Yeah, that'd be a good co-work space. It really is. Stay stay tuned. That might be an option. (laughs) Hey. That'd be a cool revenue generator. Look at us just giving you all the Right, exactly. Well, speaking of of the building, I mean, because we in Calgary know where you were located before in like, yeah, the sketchy building downtown. (laughs) What, I mean, we'll get into COVID in a minute and how that's affected things. But what has this new location and new building allowed the YW to do um, that it couldn't before? And what are sort of the vision of what what it's going to be as we move forward in the next five years, what you're able to be, going to be able to do for women um, and their families in that space? Mm, yeah, great question, Alyssa. Thanks. It, the, the building was very intentionally designed and our design drivers were around that sense of community security. Obviously, there's, there's that component to it, but also being a beacon for community. And that was really important to us. You know, having women who have had such trauma through poverty and homelessness, isolation in a downtown environment with no real community around them was was not ideal. And so we intentionally chose a space that was in community where women could feel connected. And I think that's one of the big pieces of that facility is it was designed to welcome community in as well as create and for those who come and go through our facility or who live in that facility to feel connected to that community. And 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 be able to to recover from their traumas in a community environment and feel that they can participate. And I think that's one of the neat things. And and COVID has actually interestingly added some components to that. Late, we've been doing some intentional activities with some of our transitional housing clients to get them out and about because they're feeling pretty isolated. And one of the recent ones was a, a tour of the bird sanctuary in Inglewood. And what came out of that, not only was they didn't realize it was there, first of all, so that was amazing for them. But many of them start came back saying, I want to be more connected. How can I volunteer? How can I participate? And if we'd stayed downtown, none of that would have happened because you're just in this, this downtown environment, which doesn't have a community. So I think that's been one of the real gains. 
the building itself, of course, the 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 light and the movement and the, the security that we can add to keep people safe, but also welcome people in has been a boon. Said the artwork, a very intentional project. All the artists are from Alberta. The majority are women. The majority are from Southern Alberta and intentionally chosen to create that home-like environment because we know from a trauma-informed aspect, you need to feel at home to start to rebuild. And, and that was key in that design as well. Wow. I love that. That's amazing. You need to feel at home. That's, that's amazing. So thank you for explaining that a little bit more, Carla. Um, as far as the pandemic goes, we know that it's had a devastating effect on business and of course many. But what we also know is that in particular, it's had a hugely devastating impact on women. What are your thoughts on this? And how are you seeing that impact happening at work and with the women that the YW supports? You're right. I think one of the things we're more and more discovering, and and we've we've been talking more and more about it, is that women and and gender diverse people are, are, are disproportionately being impacted during this time on a variety of of levels, um, not the least of which economic, knowing women were already behind in in our economy as far as their access to employment and and advanced employment and salaries. But they're also the individuals who are most responsible for child caring and and unpaid labor at home. And that just increases when there are no other options and they have to stay home. And the, the brunt of that work falls on women mostly. And we also know they're not, they don't tend to be at the tables to talk about how to do it differently because you know, maybe that's not our our bent as women to choose to do that. Uh, maybe we're not invited, or maybe we're just not heard. So, I think that's been one of the things we've been talking a lot about is is how do we create equitable voice as we think about recovery? How do we ensure the voices of those uh, women and gender diverse peoples and newcomers to Canada uh, are part of those conversations to to equitably recover? But that's been a big piece that we've noticed in the recent months. What would that look like? I mean, I know, look, we'll just sort of pie in the sky this a little bit because nobody knows the right answers particularly, but what does that look like? Like, what is, I mean, what do they call it? Like we're, we're in a she session right now or whatever people are calling it with the disproportionate effect to women mm-hmm. during the pandemic. But what does a she covery look like? And that <laughs> word has been coming up quite a bit. And what would be some of the the implementations or the pie in the sky sort of recommendations for a she covery in this economy? Because I mean, for, for people listening, I mean, the Alberta budget came out yesterday, which I mean, we could have a whole episode on that. <laughs> but the one thing that was very clearly noted, and, and a lot of people noted, was that there was no, there was no mention of women, or Indigenous peoples, or lower income people, new immigrants, like there was no mention of, of any of those sectors of people. And so it's already clear that, like, as you as Carla mentioned, that women aren't at the table, like making these recommend like they're not at the table to come up with these plans and so they're not mentioned but from a, the YW's perspective what would that look like from a she covery perspective of how women should play a role in recovering from the economic recovery of covid that's a great question and and you know certainly there's a lot of, of delving into the budget we barely scratched the surface right now so not i don't have a lot of clarity on on what came out yeah, yesterday no, no yeah exactly nobody does so that's yeah. going to take some time and yeah. um, but yes, there has certainly been those comments that 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 voice and that perspective is is not evident 
hopefully we can delve into it more and, and can poke at that a bit. But I think for, for YW, where we come from, a lot of our conversations are around uh, not just having a voice, but having access to opportunity. And so one of the conversations I had recently with a, a colleague was we were filling a, an administrative role in the organization and a woman applied for a role, a newcomer to Canada, has been here a couple of years. Um, she's actually an architect in her home country Wow! and applying for an administrative job in Calgary. And through the conversations, you know, the questions were asked, why? <laughs> You're a skilled, you know, valued uh, person in your home country. Why are you applying for an administrative role in Calgary? And, and really, the answers were she just didn't see that she had the opportunity to, to work in her chosen field here. The, the challenge that she's tried, it hasn't been successful. And, you know, so is that language barriers? Is that how she is seen? Is that her skills, her education? Lots of factors there. But one of them is also just seeing that she is valued for the skills she has here in, in Canada, in Calgary. And that's one of the things that we're, we're focused on right now and building some new programming around women's economic participation, not just getting any job, but getting the job that you are trained for, that you, you know, aspire to, and building those skills and confidence to be able to go after that. And so that's maybe one of our, hopefully not pie in the sky, but you know, at least we're working towards being able to create some programs that provide those skills, the confidence, the understanding, the, the financial literacy, the economic literacy to go after what you really want. And then try to help get those barriers out of the way. And many of them are things like language skills, literacy skills, financial literacy, but and childcare. Because if you can't work out of the home, how do you get that dream job? Childcare is such a huge issue that comes up time and time again. And I think COVID has just made it so much more apparent of how if if we don't have a affordable and quality childcare for women, like, they can't work. And so it, it, it's just taking more people out of the workforce, which also doesn't help. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Kating, like early childhood development is one of the biggest things in terms of growing and nurturing quality people. And if we don't value that, how women the opportunity to, to be able to put their kids in care that they can afford. I mean, like some of my friends, like for two kids are like, it's, it's a mortgage payment. Like for two kids in daycare, it's like $2,500 a month. Absolutely. Like that's insane. And that's why women, yeah. even educated women who are, are staying at home, mm-hmm. like it's bizarre. Okay, Carla, I have a couple of quick questions for you. And then I really want to talk about your upcoming gala, which is one of your biggest fundraisers of the year, the Why Whisper Gala. But before we do that, I want to know who inspires you? Hmm. You, you can pick anyone you want. <laughs> can I only pick one? And why? And why does this? No, you can pick like a couple. <laughs> you have a couple, that's fine. Um, well, I think I to start with, I'd say generally, you know, our, our clients inspire me because I hear them, hear their stories and hear them talk and see them make such amazing transitions that make me think, wow, you know, I, I'm not sure I could do that. Uh, and that inspires me every day to continue to, to, to help as much as I can. So I'd say that's a sort of a general thing. But the things that inspire me, and, and Dakota's heard me say this, is, you know, she's in the same age group as, as my kids. And the next generation inspires me. So Dakota, people like you that see opportunities and go after them, that, that poke at the status quo and say, yeah, not sure I want my kids to have to poke at this. 
those people inspire me. Um, And that hopefully my generation, and I have a couple of mentors in my generation who also inspire me to do better, help us get things out of your way. So that when you get to be my generation, you're not having to poke at the same thing. I love that. Well, and thank you. I'm definitely not as young as your kids, but (laughs) thank you so much. (laughs) I do have to say like the Gen Zs, man, have got it together. Like those kids are, I have all the faith of humanity, those kids, like high school kids now um, and early university kids. It's amazing. They just have no time for anybody's crap and they are just going to change. No. And it's funny because I think us XYs, I mean, Dakota's more millennial, but I'm a Y. We were still too, we still deferred too much to what our parents thought was appropriate. And I think we didn't do a good enough job of of prepping the millennials, the new world. Mm -hmm. And so I have all the time in the world to mentor and help these Gen Z kids because they are, they are superstars, man. Absolutely. They really are. My little cousin, she just turned 17 and my God, is she ever a force to be reckoned with? Like I just, the respect she has for herself, the group of friends that she has at that age, like they're all brilliant and kind and supportive of one another. And they stick up for what they believe in. And half the content that my cousin posts on her Instagram is like everything you'd want to see that just brings hope in 2021. And she just, she in and of herself is a voice in the community for all the things that are driving, you know, goodness forward. And so I just, I couldn't be prouder of her. And she's a, she's a privileged child. Like she comes from a very privileged background and my aunt and uncle are brilliant, but like one might be a little concerned that, you know, maybe she'd be spoiled, but she's not, she's just the kindest, most giving individual. And I'm, I'm like shocked because I was a brat at her age (laughs) (laughs) and I sure as hell wasn't interested in anything other than boys like and partying. So yeah, it wasn't until I got to university, frankly, that I actually started to care about things other than myself. So to see a 17 year old be so incredible and well-rounded, I'm like, wow, I have hope. Yeah. Yeah. These kids have got it, man. I, yeah. Yeah. All the kudos. Yeah, totally right. So Carla, my next question for you is, I know there's been many amazing memories and moments over the years for you at the YWN for me as well. What's your favorite moment? This is going to be a hard one. Oh, wow. This is a really hard one. <laughs> you know, there's certainly been lots of amazing memories with events and you mentioned why Whisper about, and this is the, the 10th anniversary. So I, and I've, this is my ninth. So I've been part of almost all of them. Those have been amazing memories. But I think for me is, was the opportunity to take a hundred plus year old organization and do a fulsome rebrand that really shifted the thinking and the approach of the organization and got us to a place where we started talking about us being warriors and bold and um, agile and adaptable and things that were not part of, of our language prior to that. So that a time frame was an 18 month time frame, but then the launch, which Dakota you was you were part of in 2016 was a, a pivotal moment in my life, in my career, and just a real high. Yeah, that was a great year. And I have so many beautiful Mm -hmm. memories from that year as well. My favorite, like minutia, was the branded M&Ms for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. We, those branded M&Ms were a highlight and uh, the the packing party that we got to have, it was the best thing ever. (laughs) So fun. 
Oh, good. Good times. Good times. Well, thank you so much, Carla, for joining us. What a wonderful conversation. And honestly, it's really given me some motivation for Friday, to be honest. Like I just feel so refreshed after that conversation. But why don't you tell us a little bit about the 10th annual Why Whisper Gala, which is coming up on the 11th and is virtual this year. Yes, thank you. It, it is virtual. And, and like I said, it's our 10th anniversary, but our first virtual. So that's that's a whole new world for us. You know, it amazingly enough, um, the week uh, of our gala last year, so it was March 4th, 2020, was the week before we literally all ran away. And we got to host a thousand people in the TELUS Convention Center with our speakers, um, Jody um, and Megan Tui, that we had no idea the next day the world was good, the next week the world was going to change. So that's the kind of event went on. And this year, it's gone entirely virtual. So we've had a steep learning curve to figure out how to do that well. And we're excited. We, we're going to have a really great conversation. We've partnered with The Walrus, which is Canada's conversation magazine. And they are curating a four-person, what they call talkers, panel of some amazing women that have some great perspectives on Sea Session, the hardest thing to say, <laughs> journalists, human rights activists. And I think it's going to be a really interesting conversation around that question that, Alyssa, you were bringing up of, of what is, you know, what does the she recovery look like? And what do we need to think about to get there? So I'm excited about that. And of course, we will have, you know, our great MC, as always, Dave Kelly, who's been a, a staple in the events for years. And he'll have some good conversations um, with some of our team, with Sue Tommy, our CEO, and Jen Damery, our VP of Engagement and External Relations, um, as well as a bit of a Q&A session. So we're looking forward to that. And it's a really accessible event. I've been saying to my friends and, and colleagues, this is the first Why Whisper Gala. You get to attend in your pajamas. So really, can you miss that opportunity? <laughs> There's no going back from pajamas at this point for any right? of us. There's no heart pants ever <laughs> happening no. ever again. And can you imagine ball so. gowns and high heel shoes? No. Like, no. come on. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, so we're excited. I mean, let's be honest. Like every Friday that Alyssa and I tape these casts, we're in our pajamas because yeah. it's Friday. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Carla's all beautiful and we're just yeah. like, whatever. I, I, I've got my yoga pants on, trust me. Yeah. It's, it's the shoulders up thing to worry about. <laughs> it's interesting though with these virtual <laughs> events, I haven't had to organize them. So I, I bow to you on, on, on the organization of these virtual events. But from an attendee that has been through many of these in the past year, I find them fascinating because I have been able as just an attendee to be a part of events that are happening all over the world. And from your perspective as a fundraiser, you're able to now open this up for, for, for people to buy tickets anywhere. It's not a Cal doesn't have to be a Calgary event. So th that's kind of a, an awesome opportunity to open up the YW's visibility outside of Calgary. Absolutely. We're, and particularly with the partnership with the Walrus, who have a yeah. great audience in Eastern Canada, we're really excited about um, having people from different parts of Canada, like you said, even different parts of the world, attend and participate in it. And I think as, as much as it's always a fundraiser for us, and we have an amazing raffle, don't miss out, because someday you will all get to travel again. And, you know, business class tickets anywhere Air Canada yeah. flies, nice. not a bad thing. No. Uh, and, and you don't have to attend to, to participate in that either. So, but the conversation is what I think is really impactful. And if we can have those voices across the country having this conversation, to me, that's how we move things. That's how we change things. And that's really the focus of this event is being able to elevate that voice and that awareness and the thinking and make people think a little differently. 
I'm really excited. My girlfriend and I are actually attending, Carla. I haven't told you yet, Yay. but Haley and I are coming. <laughs> and we're going to totally like, because she's part of my cohort. So we're going to do snacks and bubbles and hang out in someone's living room. So it should be awesome. Well, make sure you keep an eye on, on the website because we're, we're we're adding a, an actual um, a food option that you can select it on top of your of your ticket for those in Calgary. So stay what? tuned. Was this a surprise? A okay. Oh, oh my God. God. We're like cool. revealing I love all it. the secrets very this morning. Cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Well, Carla, it's been such a treat having you on. You're such a special person in my life and you've, you've always inspired me in so many ways. And so thank you so much for joining us today. And if you guys want to find out more about the YW, you can visit them at their website at ywcalgary.ca or on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at YW Calgary. And if you want to buy a ticket to the Y Whisper Gala, they are selling tickets right up until the night before. So I would recommend getting them sooner rather than later. But uh, you can do that on the website at ywcalgary.ca as well. There's the the gala information is on the homepage. So and what day is the gala? What day is the gala? Yeah, March 11th. March 11th. Okay. So the same day is the same week as International Women's Day. Awesome. Yeah. So, oh, Carla, I actually have one more question for you. Yeah. This is an important question. In the past, you guys have held the gala later in the year. Was there any reason, I like it, minus the fact that it's virtual, was there any reason you decided to move it up to the week of International Women's Day? Was that intentional? We actually did that last year for 2020. So we did move into March last oh, year. Oh, we did. I we did it for that. two reasons. That's we, embarrassing. No, that's Sorry. okay. We, uh, we have had an event around International Women's Day for quite a few years, which was our Celebrate event. Um, and then with the move into yes. our new hub facility in 2019, that, that fall was pretty busy. So we thought adding a gala in November, which was right. our normal time frame, didn't make sense. So we shifted in 2020 to March. And I think we're going to stick with that. Because I think okay. the connection, as you said, to International Women's Day makes a lot of sense for us. Yeah, right. All right. Well, you know, it's Friday because we just finished talking about how COVID happened after the last Why Whisper Gala. Anyways, that being said, thank you everybody for joining us today. We're going to sign off and grab another coffee. We hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 